All right, Coz, uh, a bit of pre-show, my friend. Uh, you know, one of my favourite parts of the week, to be honest, where we just sit down for a big, long day at work and we talk rugby league. Now, the question I've got for you, and, I, and again, I promise it's not political. I have been watching the news. Uh, myself and the producer, we put this together uh, quite a long time ago. But it's just a bit of a bit of a thought provoker in terms of what does leadership look like at your club at the moment and, you know, what, what are some of the younger, you know, what younger people in and around the club doing as well. But the question I've got is... If your club had to select a new captain at the club that you follow, who would it be and why? Now, because obviously we've got a few troops down tonight, but my friend, uh, a couple of clubs that we're supporting at the moment, uh, there's a little bit of struggle street and not exactly a host of players lining up to be captain. But yours is interesting, you know, from the Dragons. Obviously, you've got Benny Hunt. T- talk to me about it. Well, yeah, Ben Hunt is the captain and I honestly... He is the standout option, and if he's not there, it's a bit of a struggle to find someone to fill the role. In saying that, though, there are some players who you know do command a bit of respect, so Andrew McCulloch and Moses Empire, but they're the some more older, experienced heads that have come in. But in terms of maybe the younger guys, um, giving them a chance, he's not. He's probably not the youngest because he's played quite a few games now. But I think someone like Blake Laurie who obviously cares about the club and that's that, for me that's a someone that you know understands and respects the the role and and being at the club and actually it means something to them um and i think you know given the position he plays it's not particularly a captain's position i suppose playing prop but i i still think uh, from the younger crew, he'd be my pick. Yeah, I mean, great player, definitely passionate about the club, but doesn't it show like a little bit of a leadership void there oh, at yes. the club, you know? <laughs> like it is Benny Hunt or, or, or nothing. And come on, Ben, let's get that contract signed, my friend. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's and, and then, you know, I, I was in a similar position with the Knights many, many years ago when we were an out-and-out dumpster fire. Now, I know you're asking me, Dan, you guys are an absolute dumpster fire at the moment, but bear with me. There was a time where we were even where we were even worse. There were multiple, multiple wooden spoons. Um, Sione Metalia, um, cause he was 19 years of age because they said, look, this kid's the future um, of the club. But, you know, in a lot of ways, it, it sort of knocked him around as a player as well. Someone who was a bit of a utility as well, sort of struggled to sort of find his way. So, you know, you look at who is the future of the Dragon and it's Junior Ramon, obviously. Um, congratulations to him on signing the contract extension. But, Certainly leadership and all that, that should be quite a few years away. Excuse me, quite a few years away. But anyway, Dragons Leadership Group, we'll have to see how that one. Uh, okay, let, speaking of the not-so-mighty uh, Newcastle Knights, um, look, if they had to come up with a different captain, um, obviously we've got Braley, we've got um, KP, um, you know, I think they're doing a good job. But, you know, someone who's kind of done it uh, for a period of time was obviously Daniel Saifidi, and another player I'd be looking at is Jacob Saifidi. I'm, I'm the same, cause I looked at players who, you know, I, I got a lot of time for the juniors, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, players who grew up in the area that absolutely love that red and blue jersey. Now, you know, I, I've got no problems with, with guns for hire in terms of new recruits coming to clubs. Um, actually, I, I'd, I'd like quite a few to come to the Knights at the moment, to be honest. But no, look, I, I think the Saifidis, um, you know, they're a big part of that leadership there. And, you know, I'm not too sure how much longer we've got Dave Clemmer at the club. But, um, yeah, maybe the Saifidi brothers there 
Oh, well, Cos, uh, struggle street there. But uh, anyway, hopefully uh, our captains are around for, for a very long, uh, very long time and we can uh, turn this recent form around, that's for sure. All right, no time to waste. Let's dive into the show. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show episode 55, season two. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Now, tonight, uh, you heard the lovely voice of my friend, Coz. Uh, Colleen, you know, welcome. Thanks for joining us for another show. We've got a few troops down tonight, but that won't stop us talking all things rugby league. The full crew will be back on deck next week. Uh, the season, you know, it's starting to tick away. We're nearly towards the back end of the regular season, and it's time to preview all things round 23. All right, guys, let's do it. Let's dive into our breakdown, one of our favorite segments of the week where we feature two key games from round 23. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Coz, uh, you know, there are some clubs where there's not too much on the line, and then for others... It is absolutely crunch time. Cos, just quickly, before we dive into some of the individual games, how are you feeling generally about the season, about the table? Because, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of narratives. There's, there's a lot of variability in terms of the actual aid itself. What's your thoughts on kind of how the ladder is kind of situated at this time of the year? Well, I'm not particularly happy with where the Dragons are sitting, but it's to be expected, so can't be helped. Um, I think overall I like the how most of the Queensland teams are in the top eight as well, so that's I'm happy with that. But it is interesting. I think um, it, people predicted Panthers to be the team to beat again this year and they've proven that. Uh, but I do like there's been some surprises up there. I don't think anyone expected the Cowboys, Broncos, even the Sharks to be as high as they are. So it's been um, quite fun to see you know, different teams featuring at the at the top end of the table um but then again some predicted mm, low low stayers there which is a bit a bit sad because you want you want to see you know clubs trying their best and moving up that ladder but some of them again were to be predicted to be down the bottom and, and, and dragons are they get they give you a little bit of hope but yeah, it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, it, just, it doesn't feel that long ago, and we're kind of aging ourselves a little bit here, but there was a period, I reckon it was probably 10 years ago, cause where literally the bottom place teams could beat first and, you know, where the competition was a lot closer. It just appears over the last couple of years, there's definitely been that separation um, in the competition, but at least there's some healthy comp, um, you know, one through eight. And, uh, yeah, a lot of positions that are still on the line um, and yet to be finalised. All right, well, let's dive into our first feature game. It is the South City Rabbitohs sitting in fifth position coming up against the Penrith Panthers, who are obviously sitting in first. Uh, this game will be played at a core stadium in Sydney, um, as I mentioned, 7.50 on Thursday night. Cos, 
interesting when it comes to the Rabbitohs. You know, I often wonder, I've got a bit of a connection with the club. Um, you know, what, you know, won't go as far to say my second club because, um, you know, I've got to, got to stick with the through thick and thin with these this uh, Newcastle Knights team of mine. But, yeah, got a lot of time and a lot of love for the, for the red and green, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But, look, it must be frustrating to be a fan because, you know, obviously they've, they've been very, very patchy in terms of their performances. They've had players in and out. But in recent weeks, towards the right end of the season, they're really starting to hit their straps. They have, and that's also um, the form of Latrell, which we spoke we speak about most weeks. But I think that's also a danger if you if the club is relying solely on the form of a player to really push them up the ladder. If there's any injuries or suspensions or anything that could really um, cause the wheels to fall off. But I think yeah the. Rabbitohs, when they're on, they're just so fun to watch and they've got um, a lot of attacking strike, like players like Alex Johnson. I, I'm, I can't believe that he nearly left the club because well, he's the highest scoring Rabbitoh and he just, just scores tries for fun. So they, they, have a lot, they have a lot of other players that can you know, play well, but they just hadn't been putting it together as you know that they could for most of the season, but they, they do seem to be clicking now, which is good yeah, for, it's, for Rabbitohs fans. It's interesting, and, and I don't know the situation with Luttrell at the time of recording. You know, obviously he's got that little bit of a groin issue, and, um, you know, I, I just – I wouldn't be taking any chances if I was the coach. I mean, with a groin, if he, if he did any sort of damage in this game, um, you know, obviously that puts you in a difficult position. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see whether Luttrell laces up the boots. But, yeah, and it's interesting to think about, you know, you know what, why do they elevate so much – in and around him, obviously he brings um, you know the best out of all the players in the team. But cause I also think there's a mentality to it as well. I honestly think it's one of those situations where you look to your left, you look to your right in the locker room before kickoff, and you're like, "We got Trell, we, we, we got Trell Mitt." You know, this is you know we, we we've absolutely got this, and it just makes them such a dangerous football club. And to be honest, you know these are the types of football teams that I tune in and I watch because when the South Sydney Rabbitohs are firing, when you got Cody Walker who is, um, you know, sort of, you know, obviously we, we love the shit in his game and the way in which he goes about it. They're just a good football team to watch. Uh, you spoke about AJ. What an incredible season. Good on you, AJ. You know, he's going to go down in history. Obviously, they're, they're still finding their way with some of their young outside backs. But Isaac Thompson, I think they found a, another young, talented um, kid out of Redfern. So that, that's, that's pretty special there. Um, and, you know, for them to do what they did last week with just casually not having their halfback in Lockie Ilias. So shout out to Dean Hawkins for, for you know, just jumping in there. Most clubs, if you lose your seven before kickoff, it's it, it, it's all over. So, and, uh, yeah, obviously, um, you know, our condolences for all of those punters out there that saw the late withdrawal of the halfback and got on Parramatta, <laughs> gamble responsibly. Um, but, you know, because I guess, you know, some other um, players that we really wanted to focus in on was the strength of their forward pack. You know, that is something that they've had to rely quite heavily on this season when it comes to consistency. I thought Tavita Totola has had an outstanding season. Keon Kolomatangi, if he's not in the New South Wales Blues side next year, he absolutely will be in the squad. He is an incredible footballer, so young, so big, so athletic. And again, he's a bit of an enforcer that the Rabbitohs can bring to the table. So uh, yeah, Keon, what an incredible, incredible display. And then Cos captains, you know, some of the players who probably don't get enough enough love because, you know, they're just overlooked because of how great they are. But because, come on, we've we got to give a little bit of love to Cam Murray. I mean, 
you know, he's probably the type of player that you can just take for granted as a rugby league fan, as a Rabbitohs fan. This guy's the captain of the club. He is outstanding each and every week. And, you know, what can you say about Cam? What a player. He's an, he's, I think it's his work rate. Like like you said, it's funny how players that just do a lot of that hard work are sort of overlooked because you just expect them to be there, expect them to, you know, make that tackle, expect them to make that run. So I think he's one of those types of players, not particularly flashy or what he does isn't maybe not as eye-catching as some of the stars around him, but if you, you know, need, you know, that, the hard work done, he's he's one that, that does it. And I think he's probably one of those players that um, players like to play with and they just they just know that they can rely on him to, to be there and support them. Yeah, it, it's almost like, uh, come on, you can't let down Cam Murray. I mean, look at the guy. He's got those baby blue eyes. You know, he's a bit of a stunner. He's the leader. He's the captain. He's out there, you know, absolutely giving his all. How can you let Cam down? So, no, he's certainly lifting the players around him. And, uh, you know, Jason Demetrio, he's doing a great job there. It is not easy uh, to pick up the reins after Wayne Bennett. Um, you know, that's been well publicised. But the Rabbitohs doing their thing, putting, them, putting themselves in a good position. And like a couple of other clubs, are making a late run to be as high on the table as possible. Cos, let's flip it over now and let's talk about the Penrith Panthers. I mean, it was getting to the point where we're literally thinking this team is completely unbeatable. I mean, you lose your halfback, you lose your six. Um, again, we spoke about Lockie Ilias for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You lose your six and your seven, it's over. You know, don't you just put in for a bye week? Don't you just forfeit? But, you know, the Penrith Panthers, they were getting the job done until they read they, they ran into... Craig Bellamy, in my opinion. You know, that was an absolute coaching masterclass from Craig. There was a few players that went out there and, and did their thing. Cam Munster, you know, he played pretty well. But, Cos, talk to me about the Penrith Panthers. I mean, not easy to play with your reserve grade halves, and they were found out a little bit last week. Yeah, it was getting boring seeing them win everything. And they were, they were winning with the second and third choice players because of injuries and suspensions and everything. But I think... For that loss last week, it wasn't. They didn't play that poorly. Storm were just the kind of storm that we had expected to play, and 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 we spoke about him last week. Someone like Brandon Smith had something to prove, and he he played really well and was hard to stop. And I think um, the storm just had that intensity and that energy, and that defense was the Craig Bellamy approved defense. That was amazing to watch, and I think yeah, any any team would have struggled, um, even their first. You know, first choice team might have struggled against the intensity of the storm last week. So, um, but yeah, it, it was interesting. Our Panthers have to wait another week, I think, before they can claim the minor premiership. So it keeps things interesting for yeah. the rest, just yeah. slightly. Yeah, definitely. Delaying the inevitable. Yeah, definitely. I, I just, I, I, you know, for me in terms of, you know, assessing the Penrith Panthers and, you know, look, to be honest, it, it's, it doesn't mean a lot, you know, because Nathan and Jerome, they'll be there for the finals. I'm a little bit worried if they dip in form, the team as a whole. Like, how can you just lift completely? Uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how that works. But for me, it's it's how do they play in good ball? You know, the Penrith Panthers got shut out. I mean, that's just unbelievable. This is a team where they weren't even looking where they, that where they were passing. Their shapes, their structure – their confidence in terms of where they needed to be at what times was absolutely unrivaled. The flow, the rhythm, the way in which they attacked, it was so incredibly silky. 
it's not the case at the moment. They look clunky, they look disorganised, and to be honest, they look a little bit slow. They try to play around teams at times. It's, it's just, yeah, look, it, it obviously didn't work. But, you know, we gave Craig Bellamy a little bit of a, a coaching plug because this is going to be Ivan Cleary's moment. You know, he's a, he's had a, a challenging season himself with, with his health and a few other things. But, um, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, in terms of the players that we're expecting to step up here, I hate to put it on the back of just a couple of players, but Api Coruscant, I really feel like needs to be that experienced player in the spine that really steps up from hooker. And, uh, you know, when you look at a team like the Panthers and you say, look, you know, we are a club that is struggling for points. I, I also would like to see a little bit more out of Viliami Kikau. You know, am I am I right there in, in Appy and Viliami, or, or is there a couple other players that you'd like to see really take a big step up in this clash against the Rabbits? I think, well, yeah, those two, um, as more sort of experienced players, of the captain is Isaiah Yo. He, he plays pretty well in it, in every game, so I think he's he's doing his job. But, um, again, I think uh, Mickey spoke about it, like, you know, some of the, the star backs, maybe because they're just not getting the ball that they're, they're used to, but Brian Tor just not quite the same as he, as he was, not quite um, as ex- exciting and, you know, the try scorer that we have expected. But when they might be, maybe he's ready to explode again um, in the you know, later half of the season, later part of the season. But, yeah, I think, yeah, um, Carousel, maybe Liam Martin maybe as Liam, well. Like Liam he, got he, injured. He's, he's out for a yeah, few weeks Yeah, he's out. Well. Oh, he's out. So, I, I so guess- well, I can't. Yeah, injuries are really um, causing havoc for the Panthers. So who, who's left there and the experienced players do need to, to step up while they wait for their halves to return. Yeah, and that, that's what I was going to say as well, is like they really need a little bit of stroke of luck when it comes to injuries because, you know what I mean, like towards now in the finals, you can't afford any more injuries. Get Nathan back, get Jerome back, and you can get this um, back underway. But, um, yeah, obviously not having Dylan Edwards last week as well was very challenging. All right, we say all of that. The Rabbitohs, they're hitting some form. You know, they're, they're sort of coming on. The Panthers are in this weird situation. Because this is probably why you don't gamble. I mean, you know, who, who would gamble on rugby league? Um, what's your thoughts? This this is this is a tricky one. It is a tricky one. I think, um, I don't know, Penrith is still strong and they still have players in there, like, like you spoke about. But I'm, I'm going to go the Rabbitohs because I think, you know, they're, they're hitting their straps and... It'll be, it'll be fun to watch them score some more tries as well. I, like, yeah. I don't mind the Rabbitohs. <laughs> the only thing I'm confident in is the over on this game. I think Penrith's attack is going to be 100 times better than what it was last week. That, that's, that, that was awful. I think there would have been a lot of work done during the week in terms of watching film, trying to get this game, trying to get this team organized. So I think there's going to be a lot of points. If Latrell plays, Rabbitohs upset. If Latrell doesn't play, Panthers get the win. There you go. There's my... Bold but not so bold prediction there with the Rabbitohs and the Panthers. All right, well, let's move through to our next feature game. There's quite a few of them um, at the moment, obviously, as teams desperately try and hang on for top four positions or fight their way in. Speaking of that, the Brisbane Broncos, 7.55 Friday at Suncorp Stadium, sitting in sixth position, come up against the Melbourne Storm, who are in fourth position. Cos, let's start with the Broncos. Talk to me about the Broncos. I think it was good uh, return to form again against the Knights, though. But they corrected the wobble um, because there were some concerns about how they were going after. You know, they were setting the world on fire with some really good wins, and again, they they did what they had to do, I guess, because no one really expected. Sorry, the the Knights to really challenge them too much, and 
and they didn't. And it, what was good to see from the Bronx is Selwyn Cobo getting a hat trick, so he's come back and he's feeling fit and fiery and uh, scored some very nice tries. And, yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's hard to tell. Like, um, obviously everyone who's a Broncos fan was excited to see them winning again, but it's, you know, they're coming up against a much tougher opposition this week. So this will be a proper good test for them. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, you play the Knights, you, you get a good victory. You know, is that the preparation that you want, you know, coming into a clash against Melbourne? Absolutely not, because, you know, they're going to hit a freight train. Melbourne are in a mood at the moment, that's for sure. Because, you know, I, look, I hate to pick holes in the Broncos because obviously it was good performance, but they did get a little bit sleepy, um, you know, obviously just before half time. And, you know, Cobo scored, you know, sort of in the last sort of, you know, five to ten minutes of the game. But there was a period there where the Broncos just sort of lost their way a little bit. And I think that's probably what separates them from some of the other top clubs at the moment because there would have been a few other clubs that would have absolutely gone on with it and showed absolutely no mercy. So for me, you know, the Broncos, they're probably well positioned on the table at that sixth spot where don't quite see them as a top club yet. You know, they've got a few more gears yet, but, you know, they just kind of show enough, don't they, with the Cobos, with Ezra Mam, um, with a few of their younger players. But, um, yeah, there we go, the Brisbane Broncos at home. This is going to be... You know, this is going to be a very, very interesting clash. And, you know, you only sort of, you know, go back 12 months to think that they're here against the Melbourne Storm. They're an absolute shot. They will all but secure a finals position if they can get the job done here. Um, you know, a couple other players that, that, I, that I did want to call out because, um, you know, I really want to hit some of the, you know, some of the, you know, the high-profile players in the game at the moment. I want to make sure they're getting the love. You know, players like Payne Haas, I feel like, you know, leading from the front there um, for Brisbane. Um, Adam Reynolds, cause just quickly on Adam, being a little bit patchy, hasn't quite been happy with his performances, had a little bit of a tune-up against the Knights. I guess, what's your expectation of Adam coming into this one? Because, you know, I, I probably say he hasn't quite been in... Yeah, you know, he, he was in amazing form at the start of the season. What's your, what's your thoughts on Adam heading into this one? I think with Adam Reynolds, I think it's not even just how he's playing on the field. I think what he has done is is helped his experience has helped um, the other players. So obviously, you know that you sign someone like that to play well, but the Broncos showed that they could win without him when they were in that that good patch there. And I think yeah, he hasn't he hasn't quite been in exactly you know the top form that he was early on but I, I don't think that particularly matters because when you know he's Corey Oates has said how having Reynolds there has helped him rediscover his love of footy and, and he's playing well so I think that's been that's why you would say he's you know potentially a buyer of the season I I have some other ideas maybe Nico Hines might be but um but he's up there obviously but I don't know I think going into this one he he'll probably want to improve like he's a type of player that wants to improve his game and wants to you know play at his very best so um and especially you know being the, a leader for the for the Bronx um this will be a good challenge so I think playing against a top team like the Storm will probably bring out the best in him so um and it will be good to watch and I feel like the Broncos they're a team that are just waiting for the finals you know after all of the drama 
and challenges that they've had over the last couple of seasons. You know that this is a different football team. Um, you know, they're, they're waiting to play finals football. The only, I, I guess, thing to be a little bit concerned is they haven't secured their spot, so they can't get too ahead of themselves. A win here would be so, would be massive for the club. Um, you know, thinking about some of the players that are really going to have to hit, you know, absolute top form, you know, players like Katoni Staggs, they just need a couple of other strike weapons. It can't always be Selwyn Cobbo, although... Wow, what a what a football player. We'd certainly take him at the Newcastle Knights at the moment. All right, let's flip it over to the Melbourne Storm. Because uh, I, we, me personally, um, you know, a lot of people um, started to ride off the Melbourne Storm a little bit just because at what point do you think there's just too many injuries, there's just too many players that aren't there, but... You know, I will take credit. Brandon Smith, he's an avid listener of the Mojo Sports Network of the podcast, and I challenged him. We haven't seen the cheese play the way we know he can, but last week we we, we started to see a little bit of the old Brandon Smith, and, uh, yeah, you know, you touched on it earlier, but but it was good to see. Yes, I think everyone loves the rampaging cheese, and he yeah, he's just head down, bum up, and went through them. But I think also... Um, I, I would like to say I said any team that has te- um, Cameron Munster in there oh, can win. Gosh, so, what a player. <laughs> but I don't just it, it, like um, they've been saying. It doesn't matter what number is on his back, he'll be floating around and causing havoc. So um, I think, yeah, just yeah, this the storm have maybe found their mojo again, and with with the and I think um, Dustin Olam because he missed a couple games with COVID coming back. He was just absolute. Who would run at him? I'd hate to be tackled by him. That would you'd break you. So I think we're talking about the intensity that they brought to their defence. He he really inspired the rest of the team, I think. Great to see little Cooper Johns, uh, you know, starting to, you know, put in a couple of strong performances as well. Um, again, you know, the Newcastle Knights, we're looking for a playmaker. Last name's Johns. An apprenticeship. Anyway, like I'm, I'm not in recruitment, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, good, good, good on Cooper. I'm starting to play some good footy as well. Um, you know, some other players that we did want to talk about. Yeah, Harry, Harry Grant. Um, starting to add a different element to his game. I think that started to come out in the media this week, in particular, his kicking game over the last couple of weeks. I think's been a um, been a good addition. But you know, again. The Melbourne Storm for me, this has got Craig Bellamy written all over it. This has backs against the wall. Coaching masterclass. Some of the things they were doing against Penrith were absolutely brilliant. Um, you pair them up against the Brisbane Broncos, and I think it's going to be pretty special. Because uh, what's your predictions here? Um, you know, back in the old days, it was never easy to rock up there at Suncorp and get the job done. Probably half of the Melbourne Storm are Queenslanders, though, so they're probably not feeling too nervous. They get to have a family feed with some family members in and around town. But, um, yeah, who are you tipping in this one? I think just off back of last week's performances, I have to go Storm because they, they, they can do it. They, they don't mind playing at Suncorp. It doesn't hold any um, fear for them. And I think if the players that were in form last week bring that level to this game, I think it'll be close and I think there'll be lots of points scored because there's some exciting try scorers in both sides. But I think the Storm will get it done. Yeah, look, I'm with you. I am not betting against Cam Munster at the moment. He is in career best form. What a player. Um, you know, I think some of our highest paid players in the game are about 1.3 mil. I think Nathan Cleary, you know, he's doing it a little bit tough financially. $1.3 million a year. My God, Cam Munster, if he keeps going, that these Dolphins, they're going to be giving him 
Oh, who knows, Cos? What do you reckon? Three, four million dollars to uh, to head his way up there. But uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm going to do the same. Melbourne Storm to get the job done there. But you know, Brisbane will get in the fight. But that'll probably be another game that they miss out on. Another opportunity to get two points. Some of these teams really need to start to buckle down and start to get a couple of wins because um, yeah, teams are sliding down the ladder. All right, guys, let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, Carlos, I'll tee you up on some of these. Let's uh, round out the rest of round 23. Let's start with the North Queensland Cowboys. Um, they're sitting currently sitting second on the ladder coming up against the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, they'll be at home at the Queensland Country Back Stadium, Townsville. Because, um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of coverage around the club at the moment with the Paul Green situation. Did you want to um, just say a couple of words on that situation? You know, dif- difficult, difficult. I think, well... Paul Green touched so many clubs and also especially up in Queensland in QRL with his Maroons um, uh, coaching up here. I think it was a very tough week for, for Rugby League. Um, any any fan, just initial shock of it all and then just finding out um, you know, more details. It's just terribly sad. And, and someone that um, you know, everyone's had a good word to say about him. He was a really nice, like obviously we, we knew about his on-field skills and his... Um, sort of determination as a coach, so he was wasn't maybe the the so good. He was a good person, but wouldn't say nice because you're very you know when you're very much determined to get stuff done. Um, I'm a bit lost for words because it was a bit of a it was a very upsetting um, week for everyone in rugby league. But I think for for clubs, especially like the, the Cowboys, who um, he had just he was just you know front and center of their first title win it would have been an incredibly tough week um, for them and um, I think you yeah. know they wanted to they wanted to play well for him but it would have just been very very hard to you know to, to focus fully on, on on football when there's you know there's other things in life as well that you need to to think about yeah because I, I struggled with it I, I really did I don't know Paul I, I know a lot of people in the rugby league community but you know for me I just I'm like everyone I, I still can't comprehend it I still don't know the words and I just think it's just a mixture of just it's just pure sadness you know for the family and everyone involved and it just makes you sort of take a step back and just continue to think about some of the toxic masculinity that exists out there in the world and then some of some people that you know may be struggling and you just don't know so I think it just comes back to some simple principles and some of the things we live by here at Mojo Sports just being kind to people you know, just checking on, just checking in. You know, if some of your mates go a little bit quiet, checking in. But um, yeah, it, it's difficult that we have to, you know, take lessons out of such an awful situation. But just sending, you know, best wishes and love, um, you know, to to the family up there and everyone impacted by what is a very very difficult situation. But um, yeah, very very difficult. And you know, cause you know where to, again, you know, it, it's hard to talk about football. Um, off the back of, you know, because it is just the game, you know, obviously the situation with Paul, it's it's real life. It's something that, you know, it's it, it's everything. But, you know, where does this place the Cowboys at the moment? Because to be honest, I, we, we all feel emotionally drained, you know, and, 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 you know, obviously the Cowboys were feeling exactly the same. You know, what's your thoughts on the football side of things? Do you think they're able to go out and sort of turn this around against the Warriors or... You know, it's just, just going to take some time to, to, to fight their way back. 
I think it will take time, but I think um, being back home will be a good thing. Um, and I, I think, you know, they've had again, had a bit of time to process maybe and they'll they'll want to they'll want to improve. Like even after the game, um, I think they were given a lesson by the the roosters and like the players were already speaking about, you know, they, they didn't play well enough and what they wanted to do. So they're all already sort of thinking about improvements that they could make to their own game. So um, while I think you know, Warriors had a very good win. Um, they they were back home and they were they were enjoying themselves. And I think you know, no one will write them off, and you, and you have to respect all opposition. But I do think Cowboys will get back on track um, this week. Yeah, and and I said earlier on in the episode, I don't have a second team. That's a lie. It's the North Queensland Cowboys. I. You know, I, I'm just going to come out and say it. I, I, I hope they win. I hope this is their season. They do it. Um, you know, obviously I've got my mate there in Chatty Townsend, but um, yeah, let's go Cowboys and uh, let, let's put the Warriors to the sword this week. Um, Cos, let's move on now to Saturday, three o'clock. We see the Parramatta Eels. Whoa, what's going on there? Uh, Parramatta Eels coming up against the, the Canterbury Bulldogs. Cos, this is an interesting situation, isn't it? Because Para lost Mitchell, obviously they had their... Pretty big slip up against the Rabbitohs last week. The, the, the Bulldogs, they were the same. Obviously, they came out very flat against the Warriors. Cam Seraldo signs for five years. There's probably a couple of players that love Mick Potter. He's done amazingly well. You know, he's going to easily find his way into a coaching gig for sure. He's, he's been unbelievable. But I guess I say all of that to try and get a prediction out of you. Um, didn't the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs have already beat Parramatta once this year. So anyway, good, good luck with this prediction, my friend. Parramatta Eels versus the Canterbury Bulldogs. Forget the betting markets. I reckon this is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, it is interesting. I think both clubs would be a bit embarrassed, about, obviously, about how they, they played last week and the results from last week as well. But to be fair to the Dogs, um, there's no expectation on them. And also, the, how, how they played last week sort of showed the amount of travel that they'd been doing, which, you know, is a bit unusual for Sydney clubs. All the outside of Sydney clubs have to deal with it every week. Um, but, you know, um, I think just on just on form and on ladder placing, you, you'd think that the Eels have, they have to do it. they got more to play for um, and they just would like to wipe last week off, off the memory. I think they, they'll want to beat the Dogs. So I'll predict that they can, but not with confidence because <laughs> when the dog the doggies when they're you know showing a bit of um, you know they've had a bit of freedom to play how they want to play and they've got some exciting players in there so it could be another upset who knows but and let's tip the eels <laughs> yeah and and one of the players who I think is going to be feeling pretty good about the Cam Seraldo situation is Matty Burton. I think he was maybe one foot out the door before things turned around under Mick Potter, but now, you know, obviously he'll stay now with Cam Serrato. So anytime try scorer, Matty Burton, I think he's going to have a big game in this one. And, um, you know, the kicking game, the bombs, obviously, you know, that, that's a big part of his game, but he's showing so much more lately. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. All right, my friend, uh, last one for you is the, uh, yeah, Manly Ring of Seagulls. Wow, didn't they stink? Cause. That was bloody awful. The football that you would call it football. That was the Gold Coast Titans absolutely ran through. The, anyway, anyway, that's bloody manly, manly ring of seagulls with his season on the line. Uh, coming up against the Cronulla Sharks, who are, th- who are sitting in third position, cause you know obviously there's been so much drama around the manly club. We felt like it was eventually going to get them. 
Mate, no excuses. Manly have a phenomenal team. I know that Tom Travojevic isn't playing for this football team. They've been awful. They're coming up against a very good Cronulla Sharks team who who haven't quite hit their straps, but Craig Fitzgibbon's going to want them to really put Manly to the sword this week. Yes, I think, to be fair, the Titans actually played like a whole game. They played well. Like They've got you know sparks of excitement and um, poor old Manly just happened to be one that you know, they they get walloped and, you know, let the Titans break their losing streak. So I was happy about that. But I think, you know, you can't go past the Sharks for this one, can you? Just there, like, yeah, I, I don't know what to say about Manly. Like, they've got they're, – they're out of contention now, aren't they? They're, they're yeah. That loss, yeah, they're completely – and ironically, they've only got pride to play for then if they, that's they so want good. to win this game. So. <laughs> Um, oh, that's that. That is that's a little bit of karma, I think. That's that's karma. But no, look, uh, oh yeah, um, yeah. We always say thirteen plus. Um, maybe look at you know, maybe look at twenty. The Cronulla Sharks, they, they're gonna, they're going to. Um, this is a big game for them. They really need to start to show they are a top club and can really put a struggling team away. All right, my friend. Well, let's move over to the City Roosters. They're coming up against the West Tigers, who, uh, well, they're absolutely. Yeah, sixteenth. Uh, they're heading towards their their wooden spoon coming up against Sydney Roosters team. Who, you know, they're they, they are the fairy tale team. You know, they're almost the Titans of a couple of years ago. Remember, you know, the Titans are that sort of sneaky team down the bottom. But you know, the Sydney Roosters are that team that is in red hot form. Have some amazing players. Forget where they finish on the ladder. Although I think they will sneak up the ladder based on how it's all going to play out. But um, yeah, thirteen plus here to the Sydney Roosters. They should do this in their sleep. All right, let's move over to Sunday, the 2 o'clock game, the St. George Laura Dragons. Oof, God, had some brutal losses, brutal moments in their season. Um, I think it's going to cost a few people their jobs as well. Uh, bounce of the ball, decision-making, refereeing, uh, but you make your own luck, don't you? Coming up against Gold Coast Titans, and Cos, I agree with you. That was, uh, you know, that was a, that was a really strong performance from the Gold Coast Titans last week. And, you know, to do that without Tino, which has been, you know, the running joke of that team, uh, very, very impressive. A couple of shout-outs. I thought um, Tanner Boyd, I thought he was outstanding. You know, that's probably one of the best games that he's had in first grade. Uh, Bo Firma, you know, Newcastle, Hunter Valley boy. He's a bit undersized, plays with so much heart. Defensively, he's unbelievable. Um, and AJ Brimson, you know, he's just slowly getting a little bit of that spark back. Um, look, it is difficult, isn't it, with these Gold Coast Titans? They're flirting with their fans. They're showing a little bit of a late run, showing fans what could have been. But, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to go the upset. I, I think the Gold Coast Titans upset the Dragons here. The Dragons, way too inconsistent and patchy. Um, but, you know, just a quick shout-out, a little bit of love to the Dragons. Junior Ramon, a water football player. In the last game, 4 o'clock, the Newcastle Knights coming up against Canberra Raiders. Yeah, Canberra Raiders win, and they win comfortably. Uh, Newcastle Knights have far too many challenges to get into on this podcast, but, um, yeah, Canberra Raiders, they'll they'll get the job done there. Um, You know, far too physical. Um, You know, they, yeah, it's, uh, look, it's difficult being a Knights fan. Let's turn the page over and hope that things can turn around for us next season. All right, Coz, that's all the time we have tonight. Thank you for joining us, talking all things rugby league, always bringing the heat. And to our listeners, really do appreciate your support. How can you continue to support us? It's simple. Download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then.
You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.